Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. For our fourth season, we take a deep dive into the leading ladies of the Golden Age musicals and discuss just how well these Hollywood and Broadway characters have aged. This week, we jump into the zany fairy tale adaptation and fall in love with a girl named Fred in Once Upon a Mattress. Welcome, Welcome to this episode. We were talking about Once Upon a Mattress. Woo-woo. We're excited to see you here. This might possibly be the most absurd one that we're yeah. discussing. Pro- yeah. I feel like all of them have a little bit of like sustenance to them, a little mm-hmm. bit of like meat and bones to dig into, <laughs> even though they're ridiculous. And this yeah. one is truly just funny. Now, there are some really cool things that it did, but this this you are coming to see this show for laughs. You oh, are not coming sure. to learn things. Yeah. Yeah. I went in. I went in with that expectation and did, didn't disappoint because I, I don't know this show very well. I like I know of it. Like I had to right, sing right, right. shy and like vocal class, you know, but like mm-hmm. but I didn't really know it. So I was really excited to listen to it and watch some of these TV adaptations. <sighs> and It's a blast. And this one I have been in. I was mm-hmm. in middle school. So nice. Long story short, we um, were too small of a school to do a musical by ourselves, the mm-hmm, whole school. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The high school couldn't do by themselves. So, And even when you add the middle school, they also couldn't do by themselves because there wasn't enough people. So we did, we would alternate where there were the two bigger schools, mm-hmm. Hancock and Houghton, would do middle school and high school together. Of mm-hmm. the two schools would do a smaller show. Yep. And then on the other years, it would be an all school. So any cool. school in the area would come together and then we could do like a big one. So like one of our big ones, it was Once Upon a Mattress we did because yeah. it's... Oh, it's you, perfect. This is a like, great yeah. one for high school. And they comment on that too. Yeah. It's a great one for high school. It's a great one for community theater. There are so many characters. <laughs> there are so many so characters. So many. The cast, um, the chorus does a ton. There's mm-hmm. big dance, there's multiple big dance numbers. Yep. So it's just like fun to do. It, that it has a lot of flexibility to it. And because there isn't like the crazy deeper meaning, you don't <laughs> you have, have to spend to, time like, on it. <laughs> no, you truly don't like you could just like truly jump to let's just have fun with it as yeah. opposed to like what is the deeper meaning of this scene that you're trying to get the you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's a little more just you can truly have fun and still like put together a really fantastic show that everyone will like yeah but yeah the back to the original story yes. so this has started from a Hans, Hans Christian Anderson mm-hmm. uh fairy tale the princess and the pea title the same thing this is definitely the hardcore camp version of that mm-hmm. uh princess and the pea it's very simple very short so mm-hmm. just to briefly explain it, we have the prince actually wants to get married and he's like kind of weird about, will I get the right one? So okay, he kind of okay. starts it. And then mom jumps in and is like, I'm going to help you find mm-hmm. the right person. And she also questions questions the validity of this woman who just shows up okay. and does the whole put a pee underneath all these mattresses to trick her. Mm-hmm. And she can't sleep throughout the night. She wakes up and has bruises all down her back because she could not sleep. Because it's a fairy tale, and of course things are going to be like so. weird and morbid and painful, um, for no reason. Yeah. Yes, she yeah. woke up with bruises all up in her back. Okay, yeah, and then they're like, "Great, they get married, um, and we'll put this pee in a museum if it it's still there, if it hasn't been stolen." That's that. It's very short. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So she actually felt the pee in the original story. She feels it in this one too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But like, there's uh-huh. no like gag. Right. Like it's just like she. No, this is like legitimately. She has like like bruises. she's bruised all down her back and stuff. Solid. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. No more so, questions. <laughs> yeah. It's like super weird. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That's like the really like short rendition without having to like read it all to you. So they yeah. definitely took this story and was like, what if we <laughs> made fun of this and mm-hmm. added so much plot? There's so much yep. more schmutz to this than just that one little story. Yep. And what I think is cool, the music is written by a woman, which I don't think we've had a whole lot of women writers. We've had a woman book writer and Kiss mm-hmm. Me Kate. Yep, with her and her husband wrote and that. We, we had Girl Gentleman Before Blonde original novel. But that's not the musical. And Broadway. She wrote books. She wrote Broadway. Broadway. Book for Broadway. Yeah, but not yeah. music. Yeah, so we now we have another. Mm-hmm. We have another woman to the list. And I think you can tell yeah. the music was written by <laughs> a woman yes. really well. There yeah. are a lot of female numbers because I mean, the cast is pretty well rounded as mm-hmm. far as main characters. There are there are a lot of men, there are a lot of women, but even though there are more in its original state men, mm-hmm. can a lot of those characters be played by women? Yes, yes. of course. There is no need mm-hmm. for their gender to be a certain way. Yeah. Especially because you have things like the minstrel, the jester, they have very generic, just like yeah. castle court names. Yeah. Um, like when we did it, the minstrel was a was a girl that's really cool because why not like why not so yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we still put her in like the fun like pants like mm-hmm. the, with the leggings oh, right yeah and, like, i the mean tights full like, yeah sure. it was super fun yeah there's still like m- a little more men than women mm-hmm. but there are significantly more female songs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of female songs a lot of uh, group numbers things like that they're obviously the minstrel sings a lot because he's the minstrel but like one of the main character male characters the king like can't speak for like 99 of the show yep. so like he doesn't get any songs Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so so it's interesting that it is arguably more balanced in the women's favor mm-hmm. than previous shows we've talked about yeah there are also multiple conversations between women mm-hmm. a lot of them in void i don't know really i'm gonna have to like fine tooth comb it because the premise is about like finding a husband yeah so a lot i don't of know talk. if it passes the bechdel test but mm-hmm. there are a lot of conversations between women that don't that men are not even in the room for True. Or it's a man who cannot speak. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's Dauntless yeah. who sometimes just does not understand what's happening. And she, yeah. they're like, let's talk with women during this conversation. Well, that's kind of interesting. Winifred has a song, Swamps of Home, right? Which has nothing to do with guys. True. She, uh, Dauntless is in the room. But and she's talking does. to the other women too, right? She, yes. She is talking to all, th- all okay. everybody there. So there is a man there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she is telling everybody her Swamps of Home. Yes. Okay. So that that might, depending on the rules of the Bechtel. Yeah. Like how private versus like public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like does a does a boy need to be involved? Because he's not really they're they're all kind of listening and singing along and listening. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It might pass the Bechtel test, which is interesting because I don't think any of these just because the plot, not in a bad yeah. way. It's just yeah. the plot of a lot of musicals are like love. So love. Relationships. <laughs> Right, which yeah. we're not mad about, but no, just I mean, something especially in this era, like this era yeah. is all about the relationships, right? So, yeah. like, it was kind of refreshing to be like, oh, music my Mary. Um, does it pass the bachelor test? Possibly, maybe. don't know, mm-hmm. maybe not, but maybe. Um, that is an excellent point. The <laughs> lyrics by Marshall Bear and the book by Jay Thompson, Dean Fuller, and Marshall Bear. So, uh, that was the original. It had a, it moved very fast. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it opened off Broadway mm-hmm. in 1958, and then like a year later moved to Broadway, and then a year later was off Broadway and touring. Like it was all, it was all very yeah. fast. And when it started, it had super mixed reviews. Like super mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. People didn't know whether to like it or hate it. Like yeah. critics were like, mm, I don't know how to feel, which is probably why it didn't last super super long on Broadway. Yeah, because yeah, it's really 
like it's critics, zany. How, it's so zany. It's so camp. And like, how does a critic who has just like, we'll take this podcast for example. How do you, yeah. you're deep diving into like Nazi Germany? Yeah, <laughs> with a young woman who is changing the lives of a family. Yeah, and being like, I'm in love with a girl named Ben. <laughs> what? And like, jump to like this one who's on Are you kidding? <laughs> You know, so it's like, I can imagine people being confused. Yeah. But what's so interesting to me is this show, much to the surprise of critics and the actors, mm-hmm. became like kind of a cult classic. I could see that, you know? Like it's kind of a yeah. like, the audience who loves it, loves it. And yeah. it's done regularly. It got yes. a Broadway revival. It got three yeah. movies. It yeah, got, like, it did. Like, it's not messing around. So that's kind of funny to me that they were like, we don't know how to feel about it. But why is this so popular? Like, yeah. People like it so much. And like you said, Shy and other songs from it are put into people's books on our standards and things. And you're like, this absurd song is from what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of funny to me how it popped off way more than anyone really anticipated it happening. Well, it's, <laughs> it was written. The, so it was composed by Mary Rogers, who is mm-hmm. the daughter of Richard Roger, Rogers of Rogers yes. and Hammerstein, correct? Mm hmm. And I mean, this, she was only 28, I think I looked up, when it hit Broadway. It's wild. Like, that's insane. Like- so, fun fact, when it hit Broadway. Okay. So, when it hit Broadway, mm-hmm. before I get to my fun fact, mm-hmm. um, we had Prince Dauntless, Joseph Bova, Queen Agravain, Jane White, and many others. But the Prince Winifred was mm. led by Carol Burnett. And this was her what? Broadway debut. This uh, was her Broadway debut was originating this role. And then she proceeded to, she left mm-hmm. pretty shortly after. And somebody, re- she was replaced. Yeah. Um, but not in a bad way. She just. Yeah, like contract done. Blew up. Because only a couple years later, she was nominated for a Tony. Also for a Theater World Award. And mm-hmm. she won that one. Mm-hmm. What's wild to me is she also, when she she went to play, she was asked back for the two movies. Yes. As Winifred. Mm-hmm. So she's now played this character three times in, in like different iterations. Yes. The actress who played her in the 2005 movie mm-hmm. was born the year Carol Burnett opened as Princess <laughs> Winifred. I love that so much. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's in, like, yeah, she's been a part of this show for so long. Like, it's for so five, cool. like almost five decades. Yes. Like, that is <laughs> so wild. And I, I can't really talk about that more. But obviously, yep. obviously, if we're going into just like diving into her character a bit, yes. which going all over the place just because it's so funny. It's okay. it's also, yeah. But I do like the women in this. I do like the women. Yeah. I like them. I kind of like everybody. They're all really, really well rounded. There's nobody that gives yeah. me like the ick. This show also very easily can be put in modern time. I think the show itself aged very well. Yeah. There isn't like wild racism that you needed to like no. cover up or like yeah. wild sexism that you needed to cover up. Well, like, yeah, any like, misogyny <laughs> is like campy. It's, like it's very yeah, like it's making like fun of it. Yeah, it's right. very like, I'm supposed to do this and you're the, like it. Right, it, like even at the end when he's like, no, I can boss you around. It's like kind of funny. Yeah, like, like you're it's not all, like mad about it. It's all you know? camp. It's all making fun of gender norms because yes. Winifred is like the opposite, you know, like so like right. it's all making fun of it all. Yeah. So so I think it ages really well and yeah. you don't really need to modify it a whole ton. No. For it which is also I don't great think so. as well. So that kind of helps its its lifespan, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Gosh, before I get in her again. But also <laughs> something I also enjoy about the show is that it's yeah. so easy to cut down. I noticed because that each I, yeah. movie. 
each movie, so they different. Cut, they're so different. They cut them down in different ways, mm-hmm. but nothing is lost. You're not yep. like, oh, darn, this didn't happen. It all still makes sense. Like there's yeah. a bummer where like the minstrels cut from some things and then yeah. there's different characters where they're trimmed down, but you never, it's not like some of these other movie musical adaptations that we've talked about where it's like, wow, this like major plot point is missing. Or yeah. on the flip side, you're like, why is this movie so long? Sound of music. Yep. Did we need to include everything? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it wasn't, do we need to add a whole new song for this? Mm -hmm. It's kind of that sweet spot of it can be altered so easily. Like it is just a very, I don't know if this, it just like happened to come, like be made this way or if this was intentional. But I, I completely understand why like, 40, 50 years later, they're like, oh, yeah, let's put this on TV for a movie again. Like, great. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, <laughs> I was going to mention like the fact that like, so I watched the 1964. It was only mm-hmm. like an hour and 18 minutes. And then I watched the 2005, mm-hmm. which was like, what, an hour 40 or something? Like, I think less. Maybe. Yeah. It might have been like 130. Yeah. And like they chain, they cut out very different things in both of mm-hmm. these adaptations. But as like, it's so fluffy that trimming it just just narrows it. It doesn't like yeah. ruin anything. You, you don't miss anything. <laughs> You're not like confused. You're not yeah. like, oh no, where was this? Because it's all just it's just a fun time. Which is fascinating because there is so much convoluted plot for no reason. Like there is so here. much convoluted plot. <laughs> there are so many. Like like when you look at these <laughs> these characters, yeah, and and look up like ah oh, the original like cast and stuff. It's like you look at a list and you're like, oh, here is these two three main characters, the couple side characters, yeah, like. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine characters that all have like like the wizard, the minstrel, the jester, sextimus, hair. They all have outside of like Winifred and Aggravate, all have like the same amount of stage. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of like it was built to be like, let's have a group of people on stage. We're all like, having a blast. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's wild. And Something I really enjoy about the show with the women mm-hmm. and a lot of these things, like like you had mentioned earlier, a lot of the gender norms and a lot of the norms are flipped. So yes. in a very clever way, mm-hmm. in a very fun way, without making, it is making light of things without mocking things. Yeah. Because never at any point are you like, oh, Princess Winifred is like a laughing stock to yeah. ladies. She's not. She's She definitely is a leading lady in our right. But you have your main princess character as who who would normally be the Ado Annie. Yeah. And you have Lady Larkin, who mm-hmm. arguably the actors who would, would play that like would be more likely to be yeah. the ingenue, And yeah. that would be the main character. So for those to be flipped and for Lady Larkin to not be like none of them, they're they're all like have kind of depth to them for being absurd. Yeah, like they're not the, just flat characters. They're yeah. all absurd, but they're not just flat. Like yeah. you have um just on like a quick drive by without yeah. going we'll deep dive into them. But you have like just of those three, mm-hmm. you have um Princess Winifred who mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. to get married. Mm-hmm. She lives in a swamp. She's she tries to learn all these things because she's yeah. like, yeah, she likes Dauntless. Like that's, you know, it's not yeah. just like I have one motivation and I'm a I'm super flat. Yeah. Is she a deep character? No. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she has she has layers to her, right? And she yeah. has thoughts and thinks and has motivation yeah. and she has a lot of agency. Yes. Queen Agravain has the most agency in the entire show. Oh, she yeah. She does what she wants. she wants. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. And you have these levels to her as well, where it's like, she's not just, she is power hungry, but yeah. she also like very much loves her boy and like, oh, yeah. Truly thinks he's a child still. Like, truly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is like such a great caricature of the stock. Yes. Like, 
overbearing mom who oh, can't sure. let go. Like yeah. she just oh, like you will never find anyone as good for you as me. Like very yes. like just but not that to the extreme. In a weird yes, and not in a weird sexual way. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's, just, it's always funny. It's yeah. Always, it's, it's to the extreme. Like, yeah. But it's not it's mocking a, her. Like she's not no. a laughing stock. She's just like this right weirdly it's relatable yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hysterical like you yeah. know so she's also once again does she grow and change and absolutely not but there's levels to her it's not mm-hmm. just a flat like i am the the villain okay yeah. cool but you you have levels to you and yeah. same with lady larkin she could just be the ingenue and be mm-hmm. no brains only pretty and she is not she yep. kind of like <laughs> helps head yeah this uh this brigade to yep. help save the day and then also with her thoughts of you know she argues with her her boyfriend yeah. harry yeah like a lot and is like i'm gonna leave you because like this is wild like she also has agency and stuff yes. and is not just the pretty ingenue who can be whisked away by the handsome knight um so at yeah. face value they have a little bit more depth to them I think they then, have way more depth to isn't them. That, isn't that wild? But they, they're still fun. They're still wild and silly. Oh, they're still like the whole thing is silly, but like they make things yeah. happen in the story. Yes. Which is so cool that all three of them, like mm-hmm. arguably the entire main cast outside of maybe Dallas. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just things things happen to him. He changes. Yes. He grows. But, right. Like, even like look at how they are. That they are named. You have, you know, Princess Winifred, <laughs> Fred, you know, yeah. Sir Harry, like handsome, whatever. Lady Larkin, uh, Lady the Late Lark, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wild. But then you have King Sextimus mm-hmm. making fun of that. Yeah, making fun 100%. of hundred percent. How many times does this man have, bring up sex during this show? Yep, but he mm-hmm. cannot speak of a riot like too many times for this so poor man great. who cannot speak. Um, yep. has to bring up sex like three times during the show. Yep, <laughs> like, yep. Like, like what? Queen Agravine, aggravated in vain? Are you kidding yeah. me? Circle like, and you're not mad at that. Like, like no, it's it, not. It's not like oh, you're making fun of this woman because she's in power. Like. No, she has depth and she's wild. <laughs> she's like, like, yeah, everything is done knowing fully well just how campy it is. Yes. <laughs> it, it's fully aware of yes. everything it's doing. It is not taking it. So I think that's the biggest thing that I have with if things are a little shallower or fluffy. If you don't take yourself seriously and are fluffy, it's always better. Oh, yeah. Like, if you are trying to be like, no, this is a deep, meaningful show. Like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> we're just here to have a good and time. That's okay. That is okay. <laughs> yeah. We need that, too, in the world. Right. Why, why do we think that romance <laughs> is the most popular book series? Like, yeah. book genre. Because yeah. we need the fluff. We need we the fluff. We need it. We yeah, need no, it. Yes. Uh, so now to dive into these ladies. Yes. Oh gosh! Now that we, I keep, I keep meaning to, and then I jump back and I'm like, but look yeah. at all these cool things that this did. Uh-huh. So it's very, in short, of all that front stuff. This is a very modern show for it yes. being written. Yeah, in the 50s. it talks about <laughs> sex. There's, there's a baby yeah. out of wedlock. Yeah, which is important. I think there's to a know. strong like, independent women. Every yeah. like almost all of the main characters have have actual agency and actually affect the plot. Yep, like this is it's wild. It's great. Yep. It's a blast. I see why it's still done. Yeah, I was like, I would argue that like Winifred had to walk so that like Merida could run. Oh, a thousand percent. Like a the tomboy princess. Yeah, for sure. This is fifty nine. For you know, sure. Like this is peak Cinderella time. 
absolutely. So yeah, which, this is yeah, which is amazing. yeah, one's another reason where they're like their critics are like, what, what? Yeah, well, how do they like? How am I supposed to talk about this woman? Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> you made the comedy the lead. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, and it's just it's just so cool. And like, can you imagine going to to a theater so and seeing all this this wildness and seeing the main character be. I guess let's just let's just dive it. Let's yeah. just do the meat. Yeah. Let's just do Carol Burnett. I love her so friend. much. It's just the introduction uh. to this character. So not only have you you've seen the other princesses, you've seen at least one. You know there's been twelve. Mm-hmm. You see the twelfth. You see her have to answer this absurd question that she cannot possibly answer. No yep. one could possibly answer. It's yep. insane. Um, she's given a literal rubber chicken and told to get on her merry way. Mm-hmm. Like what? Who <laughs> on earth? You have a yep. lot of setup. You have a lot of setup for Winifred. Yep. Before you meet her mm-hmm. with the cast and the different characters and and as you meet literally everyone else but her. <laughs> so there's a lot, there's a high expectation. Mm-hmm. And it the the comedic timing, and I just think this is one of the funniest things mm-hmm. that has been like it's so clever how this is written, where you have this massive buildup. You've had multiple songs, mm-hmm. you've had all the characters have been introduced. You know the stakes of the show already. You know the plot. You know what's going to happen. You you know everything, and then you meet her. It's which is a that's a lot of buildup. Yeah. Well, and, and you meet her by her hand first. Well, that's a, that's like that payoff. <laughs> the payoff of like her it's not so making good. a grand entrance, like the opposite of grand yes. entrance. You're climbing so over the wall, great. soaking wet, and like. And the queen just saying, like, 10, but you swam the moat. Like, like 10, she cannot like, get over it. Yeah, just like. It's a riot. And the minstrel, even it's, he doesn't even take away from it when he has yeah. this whole thing. He sings this whole beautiful song. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, um, they say it was, like, dark and stormy and rainy. And, like, ah, oh, but it wasn't. She, it was the broad daylight. And she just looked like she had been through a storm. Yep. And yep. you still watched her come over the, the castle and, like, peed yourself because you were laughing. Like, yep. are you kidding me? And this character, as she comes up, and if you were to say, oh, Princess Anjou character, we cast Carol Burnett. That's that bold choice, right? Bold choice. Yeah. But no, not for Winifred. Because her getting up there and I watching her, because you know, you can you can bootleg the yeah. original movies. Yes. yes. Um, so you can see Carol Burnett in the roles, which Highly is really, recommend. really great. Cause we haven't been able to see yeah. a whole lot of that. Yeah. We haven't been able to see like original, original yeah. Actors, which yeah. is really, really cool. That's not been as common. We we've had that a little bit here, but not as much. Yeah. So yeah. this was really cool to see her. And her just deadpan wide-eyed stare when she jumped into I'm shy, I almost passed away. That I, was so funny. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. And like I was thinking about like the like Carol Burnett as a as mm-hmm. a actress and like yeah. what she became. Like mm-hmm. in the 50s in Broadway, you would not have cast her as a lead. No. And like no. this musical was the perfect this chance. This changed her life, I bet. This it's was cool. it. This showed everyone what she could do and what she was meant to do. Yeah. Because her comedic timing in this is stunning. She yeah. is the perfect amount of endearing. You mm-hmm. still like her. You get why Dauntless is like, wow, she's different. She's so fun. She's so cool. Yeah. But also she's like hella awkward and yeah. weird. Yeah. But, but it's endearing. You love that. Yeah, she's so confident in it. And I think that's like, I watched the Tracy Ullman 2005 first. And then mm-hmm. I watched the 64 and I went, there's a reason that Carol Burnett did this multiple yes. times. Like Tracy Ullman, great. I really liked her rendition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Carol Burnett's confidence in just being herself yeah. is 
Her timing was Stunning. so good. And and you could tell that she something that she said too, actually, the mm-hmm. the woman who did the 2005 mm-hmm. is um luckily the actors did it this vibe. Kate, she did not, she had not seen the show. She had not seen oh, the show, good. she had not heard of it, she had not sung it. Mm-hmm. And she was interviewed in like 2015, and they were like, "Were you nervous? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like Carol Burnett's gonna be like on the set with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she's like an executive producer like, with you. Like, like, is that gonna is that is it was that terrifying to like to do that? And she was like, no, because they met Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett walked right up to her and was like, make this your own. I can't wait to see it. Oh, queen. Like, yes. make this your own. I love her. So it was there was never never a. Oh well, I did it like this. Oh well, I, never because yeah. she's not like that. And yeah. I think that is so cool because you do get different characters. Yeah. And truly, I think this this is what a lot of these characters are: is they're they give you just enough depth, mm-hmm. just enough layers, but not a deep, powerful plot. Yeah, that you can truly make that character your own. You could see yeah. the show seventy times, and it could it's be a different be show. So <laughs> different, like the line delivery, like Carol Burnett's deadpan mm-hmm. and confidence versus Tracy Ullman's kind of like, "Hi guys," like more like peppy yeah. version yeah. of Winifred. They're like, both fun. Yeah, they're just completely like, different, <laughs> right? And it's it's wild. So so yeah, I think how Carol Burnett probably wasn't in the room. Yeah. She was so young and so new and so fresh, and this was literally her first role on Broadway. Yeah, um, when they made it. I don't think she needed to be. I don't think any of them needed to be to make these this role theirs. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the the brilliance of the design of the show. Once again, mm-hmm. we don't know if that's intentional or not. Yeah. But regardless, it's really, really cool. And you can yeah. see how she was a brilliant casting choice. Because mm-hmm. as you go further, you, you got to have some chops because she sings a lot. She sings a lot and she, she sings dances a lot. A lot in this show. She dances a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on Physical in Physical comedy. To, like, whew. Right. There's a lot you have to do in this. And you do mm-hmm. have to have some really good comedic chops, mm-hmm. which a lot of the ingenues at the time would just wouldn't be it's able not the to training. do. Because that's not right. That's not their jam. Is it? Yeah. You know? And even Lady Larkin, you have to like she's over dramatizing too yeah. half the time her things. So it's 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 really cool. And I think how Carol Burnett at the time, when comparing to other shows, may have been a bold choice. Mm-hmm. Seeing it in person. No, this is it. This it, is no. It's, yes. it's it has to be. It has to be that wild, that fun, and and you really have to be endearing yeah. to the audience because you could very quickly make Winifred not endearing. Yes, because she is so quirky and weird. She sings mm-hmm. an entire song about a swamp. Like, yeah, if you're not on really, it, it's boring as heck. It's, go- yeah. it's going to be boring. It's not going to be entertaining. You're going to be confused why Dauntless likes you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's. I, it's really cool that she yeah. really ran with that and made it. Yeah. Prom. Well, and I was thinking about this too with what what stuck out with me, Carol Burnett, is the physical comedy of it, like mm-hmm. the actual physical. Because there's in this and time period, a lot of it's written as physical comedy. It is. Too. It's like it's built into the show, like the yeah. the, the Boulder thing. Like there's a lot of there's physical so comedy, much. but in this time but period, in this time period, being funny as a woman was witty and cracking a few jokes or playing the dumb blonde but yeah like that you have, physical, have a lot of the, we've talked about this the sexy women yeah yeah in their bodies yeah yeah there's a lot of like comedy, comedy in that mm-hmm. but physical ugly comedy yes is this is like the first one that we've seen this yeah. whole season even today like how many women are allowed to be physically comedically right. gross or weird and i would screen? argue how many people 
are allowed to be physically gross, ugly, whatever, and be skinny and pretty. Yeah. They yeah. normally give that, which is very, that's just a oh, yeah. terrible it's, stereotype. It's, yeah. We don't like that. We give, yeah. They give it to the, what they would call character actors. Or yeah. yeah. Or women of color and things like that. Yeah. And it's like, would, what if we didn't? What if we gave them real roles? <laughs> yeah, what if we were those people? Like what? Like we are yeah, awkward like, as humans. Weird? <laughs> yeah, like stop. So yeah. having it be a what would typically be an Asian because I'm Kara Burnett is still a pretty thin, tall, yeah. beautiful woman. Yeah. So for so for that picture, that's even more mm-hmm. like the step up of like we are really turning this on its head. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you, like all of them, for like letting her do it and letting her be physically funny and mm-hmm. witty, witty at the same time. Like it just, it just hits so many yeah. notes of like this is fifty nine. Yes, that this is on Broadway. Yes, this is fifty nine. Like, what? So yeah, it's it's great. I really love yeah. that. And yeah. and continuing on with her, yeah. you yeah, have yeah. her start with she with a friend mm. at first goes from I want a husband. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be alone, mm-hmm. which is playing off of the classic stereotype of the princesses. And if it's so funny, like the the old fairy tales and things where they get married very young and they mm-hmm. don't want to be alone, you know. Yeah. And it's so funny that she they make fun of it. Like she has a whole song by herself. Yep. Where she she's like, man, everyone got their happily ever after. I love that oh, random easily. jazz song in the middle of the show. Yes, and that's cool too. <laughs> what I love is her I want song and her big her big song. Yeah. That, that she sings that is explaining her feelings that she yeah. is getting out in her own which normally is a into the unknown kind yes, of yes yes like a wicked uh yeah. what's alpha's big song wizard she, and i not the wizard and i the one where defying she defying gravity uh, defying gravity yeah you know like all these these like big powerful moments where yeah. she like these characters decide like have all these so much emotion built up that they yeah. sing by themselves and they're it's these big power ballads or these soft ballads of the of the golden age and stuff because yeah. we have lots of those we had mm-hmm. love in your own way like all these they're all yeah. maybe slightly ch- even cole porter it was l- yeah. slightly jazzy ballad yeah no her big dramatic i'm alone <laughs> in my room having these thoughts and feelings is a wild and crazy jazz number where she's running around the place <laughs> dancing well, like what yes get it girl like turning all these tropes on, so on their heads good. and it's great and that's like it made me smile when i realized it was rogers of rogers and hammerstein's daughter i'm like oh yes. you're, you're saying things with this show um but like i what i love too is so many of those i want songs you're like oh poor me or like oh i want this so much and her whole song's like this is bullshit yes, <laughs> like, yes. Whole song, like this is so bullshit this entire setup right. You like Loki, which is so funny because they they purposely like twisted all these things. But yes. you like Loki relate with her. Oh yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, this like yeah, they girl. just got help. This is nepotism. This is <laughs> yes, like these yes. privileged princesses getting like help. <laughs> like this is bull- like it's just so, it's wild. Yeah. It's so funny. Like it it just is so clever how they took these so many stereotypes and flipped them on their head, and to have her continue where she's also vulnerable because she like yeah. straight up is like if this is a math test like i'm screwed yeah if this is like she has a whole and she has lots of conversations with dauntless and dauntless too he is not taken seriously by mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. but his father and winifred yeah and his father can only do so much 
Because he yeah. also, he doesn't treat him as much like a child as his wife does, but he does a little bit. He's still yeah. young and he's not sure how to like break things to him as an adult because yeah. he's never had to be an but adult. he's been sheltered. So I get yeah. that. Right. I get that. But she is one of the few people who speaks to him mm-hmm. on the same level. Yeah. Because she herself is is a little wild and crazy mm-hmm. and lives by her own rules and like, oh, mm-hmm. like you're so sweet, you know? Yeah. So that's I I think that says a lot about her that she sees this arguably Thomas. Yep. You know, sweet no brains boy who yes. is being treated like a actual toddler. Yes. And kind of speaks like a toddler. Like his yep. lines are oh, like not, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she like truly grows to like him. They like, fall this in is, love. Like they truly so fall cute. in love. And it's like really, really cute. <laughs> I'm in and love with a girl named Fred. Is yes. one of the cutest little numbers, and she is like running around like crazy during that number. Like, yes, and he does not bat an eye when no. when he's like ah, oh. and she, you know, she's like, "I'll oh, call me by my nickname." He's like, "Oh, Winnie." She's like, "Fred." And he's like, oh, "Fred." What a beautiful name! Like, doesn't even <laughs> like takes a second to be like, "Oh," and then moves yeah. on. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? That's adorable, and I think that's really <laughs> sweet that she she does that, but yeah. that. It worked out really well because they I do I do believe that they would fall in love. Yep. Would it be the most chaotic kingdom in the world? Absolutely. Oh, for but sure. <laughs> I feel like they would get they married could and use stay it. married. Yeah, they, they could would use have a blast. Mm-hmm. They would have a blast. Um, they would probably need advisors to do yep. most of the work, but yep. they would have a blast. They- yep. <laughs> yep. So I I really enjoyed that. And I think the big kicker at the end of the show is that they didn't need to do anything at all. Because I the end of the that. show is they you know the the, the big you know moments revealed where they remove all the schmutz you know or in some shows they'll like turn the mattresses and stuff and you see everything just like haphazardly shoved in to like keep yeah. her awake they remove it all and at the end she needs a good nap because she hasn't slept and canonically she still can't sleep until dauntless removes the pee <sighs> love it and it's good shit. it's like it would have worked anyway so it's 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 kind of cool because that's what that's Kind of a fun gotcha moment. It's like fate. Yeah, it yeah. was It was going to work anyway. But I'm glad the ridiculousness happened to get there. Yeah. And it really shows how this show is not a deep show at all. When you think of the beginning and why there was the pee in the first place of, okay, no, uh, this this show that Lady Agravain is using this excuse that she needs a purebred, pure blood mm-hmm. princess. It's fine. This girl from the swamp climbed the, the drawbridge and swam the moat oh, it's so good. was in fact a pure like yeah passed your test yep without realizing the p was the test you know yeah like i think that's really i love that they included that because they did not need to do that no and I, they did and it made it so much better it's judging people <laughs> who judge people <laughs> you know it's like oh you think this person is lowly uh because of the way they act uh just kidding she's gonna be the new queen yes like yes i love it yes yes yes. it's yeah i think it's it's really well done because the uh the adapt the movie adaptation Mm -hmm. that i want to talk most about is the 2005 and that's like not in the golden age at all so that will be talked about in after hours but cara burnett did come back to play (sighs) queen agravain and Mm -hmm. was a producer on the show as well Mm -hmm. um and that show had a female director and Kathleen Marshall, yeah. So you can tell hard that yes. a woman also a woman also did that. 
So I highly recommend just seeing yeah. both because like it's so cool to see her come full circle and do that. Yes. Uh, but I don't know. I think Princess Winifred is, I mean, the whole show ages well. So I don't think we need to go through each character and yeah. see how they age because I think they do. They all, they're fine. <laughs> and what's really cool is Princess Winifred, I know I mentioned earlier that she is the the tall, pretty, skinny. And mm-hmm. that, that mattered for that time period for yeah. the golden age having an ingenue physicality type being wild and silly mm-hmm. is groundbreaking. And yeah. here, these characters could be anybody. It could be anyone can play them. They're, and that's anyone so can play cool. anyone. It's like, just because there's no, like, yeah. why? Like, why not? It is it's just there. a made up character in a fairy tale. Right. I mean, how yeah. the queen and the king don't even like each other. That's they don't even like each other. It's the, so the sun funny. doesn't even need to look like either of them because it no. doesn't matter. She just loves her little boy. Like, you know, like the, so, the queen coming just, out and being like, "Oh, we don't like each other." I'm just like, yeah, but wait, like the what? Yeah, immediately, just, immediately, just, immediately just, like we hate each other. Thank you. Yeah, like, what? So it's just so funny. Like I love that it's it truly this show ages so well it can be done so many different ways mm-hmm. and princess winifred is such a blast and and truly now at the time of this movie or sorry the musical um it was very common to be a triple threat to mm-hmm. sing dance act this was the golden age everybody yep. was doing that yep. <laughs> yep. i don't think we've talked about anybody besides maybe gentlemen prefer blondes it isn't like the biggest dance heavy show for the yeah, main characters yeah it's one of the fewest yeah but even then the yeah. show itself is still very dance heavy yes very much so and all the other shows are all very dance heavy mm-hmm. that we've talked about so like yeah it's very this was the gold age they all did that and um that was something that was an, a testament that uh the actress who came back to play winifred in the 2005 or 2005 said um that they weren't doing that anymore. Yeah. In the early 2000s. And, and that wasn't very common. You you know, yeah. you were just getting things like, I'm not sure when the Brandy Cinderella came out mm. on Disney, but I yeah. think around that time as well. I think around that this time This was very well. new. Because Disney that, produced both of these. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is something she really liked. And so mm-hmm. having Princess Winifred be a not normal princess type yeah. really opens it for anyone. <laughs> As yeah. long as you got those comedy chops, yeah, that's that's so cool. While also not excluding any other stereotype character. Well, yeah, and, and what I think is in what's what's sad is this was making fun of the the idea of what a princess is in fifty nine. This I believe is the same year as Sleeping Beauty coming out. So this is the time period mm-hmm. we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing it in two thousand five, and if you did it in twenty twenty two you still have this idea of a princess. So Winifred is still funny, unfortunately, (laughs) because nothing has really changed about the image. Like there's been advancements, obviously. Oh, for sure. But like things are still revolutionary when you have a princess that is not elegant and grace Mm -hmm. and and all of those things. So she's still very relevant. (laughs) It's still funny. It's still turning things on its head, you know, over 50 years later. Right. A blast. A blast. Um, I would like to just briefly talk Uh about Queen Agravaine and then Lady Larkin, only because I feel like it would be fun to use Lady Larkin as a juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. And also, Queen Agravaine is her part's as big as what it is. It's huge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's on a lot. She is also one of the only female, only characters Mm -hmm. in music theater history to have a full 
monologue, a giant monologue. Not many, there are not many monologues in music theater. True. Because if you'd be monologuing, you'd be singing. Yep. And Queen Agravain has a unique mm-hmm. circumstance where because she can talk and her husband can't, she talks so much. Yep. She has so many lines. And she has multiple songs. Oh, yeah. It's multiple a whole songs. Part. Yeah. And has the most words of anybody in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally the stage direction of that monologue is say it as fast as you can. Yep. It's the stage direction in the notes of the monologue. It's yep. wild. Like, well, because she she has a song where she does that to the wizard, mm-hmm. where she like sensitivity. I think it is where it's yep. like where yes. she's just like, oh, great idea, and here are all my ideas. So she already has done it in song. So, but yes. they do it again just in like in the like. It's yes. just so cool. She has these huge chunky things and does it in both text and in song. And yeah. uh, it's so good. It's re- it's really clever and and diving into her a bit when you first meet her she is very much like <laughs> she is set up as the villain immediately oh I yeah I mean her handing this poor girl like the opening the opening moment mm-hmm. is answer like the middle name of this person who forged the sword who killed the dragon blah, blah, blah. yeah and then like being like mm, oh darn like here's oh, your no. chicken leave like <laughs> like what and what's so funny is it slowly trickles down you slowly discover mm-hmm. the real issue. Like, you don't really get it right away. Mm-hmm. You slowly learn throughout the entire opening before you meet Winifred, because there's a yep. couple songs and things of her, okay, she doesn't want anybody to get married yep. until, just to make, so she made this just arbitrary law. Yeah, like, so that, there's no reason for that. She's no. not, like, out to get anyone. It's just, like... No, she just made it to be like, ah, darn, like, what? Like, what? You're wild. Yep. She's supposed to be in control. But also doesn't want her son to get married because she wants the kingdom still. Yep. And she can run it all. Yep. But also, mm-hmm. she loves her boy. She sings the whole song about it, how great he oh, is, yeah, how much she, she loves him. No one's good enough for him. Yeah. You know, she like, loves yeah. him, her little baby boy. Um, I just about passed away every time the hot cocoa line happens. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> he's like, Dallas is like, no, but like, mom, like, I didn't really want to get married. Like, I don't think he wants us to get married. And she like goes on this big rant about, no, of course. Of course I want you to get married. Course, so that yeah. whole that whole thing, which in the the movies is cut quite short, yeah, is like like a page long monologue that mm-hmm. she spews at him at like mm-hmm. 90 miles an hour and then finishes with no no we you know oh, it's your cocoa. Like just to like just, just push him away. And then she has tea and he is just truly has hot cocoa. Like, yep. like has not even graduated to tea yet, and he is nope. a grown man. Like yep. it's, it's just the comedic timing, how well it's written. Yes. How well these are delivered when you have like a powerful, strong, confident yep. woman in that yep. role, which is yep. needed. Like you can't you be ha- shy. Yeah. About yeah. That. You, you have yeah. to be confident. You have to you own have- the room. And yeah. Yes. And I'm pretty confident the woman who played Jane White was a, had been on Broadway. Like I think mm. she had done things before. Yeah. Um, I know for sure the person who came up after who took over for uh her brunette was mm-hmm. like a well-established okay, okay, actress okay, okay okay wait i just looked up jane white yeah who was once upon a mattress she is an african-american actress what born near city open the acclaimed musical queen agravain oh my god yeah in Holy 59 crap, guys wait a minute wild. i'm more wait a minute. with this show she has already been in like that's wild. Oh yeah, she this, was in the shows. Yeah, she yeah, was in Broadway. She, like she's had she lots Broadway of stuff. Years. She's been in like comedy and, and then now stuff. she's aggravating. 
But that means that means they had like a biracial family. Yes. For the prince. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I said that earlier and it was real then. Because like like I said, like they don't even like each other. It could be anybody. Who cares? Like suspension of disbelief. They did it then. And they literally did it in the original show. This is phenomenal. I makes me so happy. Love that so much. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, sorry for yeah. that like tangent, yeah. but holy crap, that was phenomenal. Love it. Well, she's an icon. Um, yep. and obviously she is needed, as yep. we were saying before we jumped in and, and jumped on that rabbit hole, because holy yep. crap, that's phenomenal. You need to be a strong, not even just comedic, but you just need to be a a, a force to be reckoned yep. with to, yep. to be this character because people need to believe that you are the boss of everyone. Yep. And when you speak, no one else can. <laughs> yes. And this, once again, written in the 50s. So yeah. you need to be a woman doing that in the 50s. So this that is not just anybody can come up and be this character. Yeah. You need to be really grounded. You need to be really strong. So um, love that for this actress. Oh, I my God. So I'm much. still really. And this she's so in the cool. 64 film one. So I, she was yes. fantastic in it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They were easily, uh, Cara Burnett and... Jane White were easily the best parts of that. Yeah, for sure. That movie. Yeah. Um, but like, oh my gosh, I still can't get that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Queen Agravain, now we've all had our minds blown. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were talking about, yeah, she's the strongest woman. And yeah. also, she has this love with her child. Yes. And it's kind of sweet that she, like, she does truly love him. And I do like that. Yeah. I do like that it is backed up by an entire song. Yes. She is not just doing this for the power and the riches. Like, she truly. Yes, she does love her does son. Does love her son. Mm-hmm. Does she have some issues with letting go? Yes. Uh, perhaps. As yes, people yes, yes, do. Yes, yes. yes. Um, she has a hard time realizing yeah. her grown child is, in fact, a grown man. Yeah. Uh, so, and the way she's like, mommy, you know, like the, like I said, the Coco line is just so funny. It's because so it's, it's real. What's, yeah. so, what's so great about her character specifically is everything she says is backed up. Oh, yeah. She says ridiculous yeah. things and you see it later in the show. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, just to make sure that you knew that she is yeah. not full of shit. Like, she yes, yes. Is absolutely yes. backing everything up. And all of her absurd claims and everything she she says is just hysterical. And her going through all these things and having all these grand ideas with um her wizard. Yeah. To make these wild dance. plans. Yeah, like it's just so funny. <laughs> and the way she gets more and more frustrated. Yes. yes. <laughs> she's not getting it. It's yep. like she I still think she believes she wins. She's just getting mad that she's not winning as fast as she wants to win. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Correct. Like at, at no point is she like, oh, I'm not gonna win. No, yeah, yeah. She her her plan is genius. They need she's, to get to it. Right, she just needs to get to it. Same with how they they often play the when they're counting down to answer the question. Yes, you know, like in the five in the movie where, yeah, five like like she's starting really slow and then just like sped to the end. You know, yep, it's, yep. It's a riot. You know, yep. that is very fun. And like we mentioned earlier, I am not upset at the end when she. I think it's really great when when Dauntless like stands up to his mom. Yep. I think it's very needed. Do I believe that Dauntless will still hang out with his mom and have hot cocoa with her and do stuff with her? Oh, so oh, much a thousand now. Percent. I think they're going to be best friends now. He's going to like her more. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't think that love changed. I think he was just sick of being a child. Yep. At, or treated like a child. And Winifred taught him he didn't need to yep. be treated like a child, you know, whether yeah. or not that was intentional. 
Oh, yeah. um, oh he's gonna get it like a cup part. of cocoa and be like yeah. mom this is all the stuff i did today and just like yeah. spill it out and she's gonna be like really mad for a few months and then get yeah. over because she loves him you know yep yep <laughs> it's just it's so funny and i think that's really really great and you don't you're not upset by that when she nope. gets her what for when mm-hmm. when the, when the dad finally speaks and the king yes. is like jump how high you know like these like yeah. silly things you're yes. you're not mad about it because yeah. she's been doing this to everybody this entire show it's, it's old school justice you know yes. like we're all okay with it like it's very right. fairy tale-esque and it's not inappropriate it's yeah. not like the original what sleeping beauty where we put her in hot shoes and made uh-huh. her dance until she died yep. you know we didn't do yep. like that kind yep. of dramatic stuff yep. we just mm-hmm. were like happen one fun ha 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 i like like jump yeah. i can tell you what to do now because i can speak and you can't like yep. just silly camp yep i love it and it just it. she cracks me up yeah the way that just everything is validated is, is too funny to me <laughs> anything else about lady aggravate before we do a quick drive-by of lady larkin um i probably in the after hours would discuss my love of the costumes oh yes we will we will discuss. as a as a as a bonus for the 2005 yes. movie carol burnett had her own costume designer for her character everyone else had yep a different person amazing um it's phenomenal. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, learn about that in the after hours. Yep, yep, yep. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that comes out in a million years for you. So, wrapping up our traditionally played by females. But like yes. I said, the jester, the minstrel, game? and the wizard, I think they're all fair game. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any reason for any of them to be. They're, they're like, they don't, they don't have real names. Yeah, her name's like a wizard, jester, and minstrel. <laughs> They're just jobs. Like it's yep. really funny, you yep. know. So I think you're fine. But uh, Lady Larkin, who normally would be played, would be the ingenue. Mm-hmm. If this gives you any idea how she is played, she was played by Zoe Deschanel yes. in the 2005, and I think that was a accurate choice. Spot on. <laughs> um, so for in the original, it was Anne Jones. Ooh, something I forgot to mention. I'm gonna backtrack mm-hmm. real quick. I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. Princess Winifred, I. Yeah was very pleased to see and it was kind of surprised but i guess i should have been surprised because she's done silly things i just forget that she's done silly things mm-hmm. sarah jessica parker yeah was the broadway revival princess winifred yeah and i totally and, and at first she I sounds that, great I like, and i'm like oh weird but then i was like wait a minute no she loves doing those occasional wild yeah like obviously she's done the sex in the city for a million years and that yeah. is not the same person at all but she but did like, hocus pocus <laughs> yes and she's done other like yeah where she gets to be a little more silly and she's comfortable yes being silly and big so i thought that was kind of it kind of fun i I enjoyed that a lot how sarah jessica parker is not traditionally a comedian comedian yeah i see why they picked her yeah it took me a minute but i'm like oh i I bet that was a really great revival i bet that was so much fun i bet that revival was so much fun i can't i can't i just i i'm i i would imagine i would bet they would do this again yeah it's gonna I would come bet up they'd at some this point game. yeah i feel like it aged too well where they're gonna be like we need something really just at fun. least off broadway we need something yeah. really silly yeah great because <laughs> yeah. it was revived like fairly recently yeah 1996 i say fairly recently that's not yeah, really that's, that's, uh, that's a couple decades ago <laughs> we're due yeah. we're due yeah we're due we're, we're due for another one yeah um anyway, to finish with lady larkin yeah so lady larkin who normally would be ingenue character and very much is like that physically looks wise you she's the one who gets pregnant in this so time good. where they can't get married yep and their whole dramatic conversation and all their drama it's so funny it's so blown up out of proportion mm-hmm. on purpose they're so silly. 
you're not even supposed to take them seriously. They're like oh, caricatures no. of yes, ingenue and like leading man. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both stupid pretty for no reason. Yes. Like just to be silly. It's like it's all making fun of it. Mm-hmm. But what I like about her character is she still has agency. She has yep. she has a fight, gets in a fight with Harry and is going to leave. Yeah. And like gets thwarted. They find her and then she has yeah. to stay, you know, but, and yeah. then she also helps head the we got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Like we got to make sure that when a friend... Yeah, no one else is going to fix it. That gets married. Like, I need to fix it. <laughs> so, yeah. like, like, teams up separately with all the minstrel and not the wizard, but the minstrel, yeah. the jester, the king, yeah. like, everybody separately is like trying to make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's really cool that she is still given agency, mm-hmm. regardless of being described as beautiful, whatever. Yeah. And she, she leaves him too. What I like, the reason she leaves him too is like in the beginning, beginning when they're talking, my brain's mm-hmm. all the place. Originally, mm-hmm. she's like, I will run away because I don't want to like wreck your honor. I don't yeah. want your station here. I'm going to get yeah. married. Like I'm, I'm going to get pregnant, you know? And then you have the silly line that, you know, because they, because it's, it's joking because yeah. they're delivering it in a joking manner. Yeah. Um, they're like, ah, oh, it's fine. Just because you had a moment. <laughs> we can, oh my gosh. I love like, that line. Like, it's because ridiculous. you had a moment, like, like you lost your whatever. Yeah. Like, I can't remember the yeah. exact quote, but, um, like, oh, it's like, why like, should, why should we suffer our lives? Because you had a moment of weakness. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like so funny. So like, and like, if that was meant to be said seriously, that would be atrocious. We all fired. It'd be canceled. Yeah. Canceled. Canceled. Um, however, it is not. It is not. Yeah. It is meant to be a joke. Yeah. They're both it's a full being satire. Hysterical. And so she offers to leave because of that. Mm-hmm. But then she actually gets mad at him and actually tries to leave. Yeah. When he's like, I can't believe you. You like almost wrecked our chances with Winifred because you thought she was a scholarly maid. Like, are you kidding me? Excuse like, me? Excuse you? And she's like, it's... Blah, blah. Yeah. Like, yep. like, over, you know, it's it's kind of a reasonable argument for him to get like really mad at her. Mm-hmm. Not for him to get mad at her, but for her to be like, I don't have a baby. I offered to do all these things for you. Fine. I will leave and never see you. You're again. doing nothing? <laughs> yeah, you're doing... I'm doing everything here. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I kind of like that. I kind of like that it wasn't just frilly. I liked yeah. how involved she was. Yeah. Once again, she is in that side character falling in love mm-hmm. spot that yeah. half of the ladies who talked about this season are in. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it would be very easy for her to not be involved with the main plot at all and her just yeah. to be the side piece, their little love thing but but it's not they're still woven heavily into the actual story which i think is very clever and speaking of people that we've talked about we have talked about the side love interests this -hmm. whole time right so many times which would be like the lady larkins yeah and we have talked about the leading ladies which Mm -hmm. would be the carabinets not really the carabinets but like we haven't gotten a a third yeah who has almost as much time if not more time yeah and the main character yeah, the uh, when we talked about even Schra- uh, Schrader, uh, she was very minimalized in the Schrader plot. has less time than Larkin. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. But she's like the only like one of the third characters that we've done. That's like the closest thing I can think of. But mm-hmm. she's non-existent. Like it's having a solid third character, but is actually the main like one of the main, one of the main characters. characters. Yeah. Like these are all all these three women are in it quite a lot. Yeah. And all have their own things going on. 
mm-hmm. while also being tied to the plot. They're not yeah. just there. Like I would argue as much as we love how silly and fun and Kiss Me Kate, the mm-hmm. secondary little love yeah. interest and everything. Yeah. So fun. If you removed her from the plot, yeah. Nothing would change. They're like the miscommunication for like the flowers would just be a different actor. Like, you know, like it right. wouldn't. It's right. not like. The only reason he needs to stay is because the, the boyfriend is the reason that they're going after them in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But if you took out any of these, if you took out Larkin, things would be missing. Yeah. They would have to give it to other characters. But if, yeah. if you like at face value pulled things out, there'd be a yeah. much larger hole. Yeah. And like. And so they, for Lady Larkin and the others. They're inter they're intertwined enough to make them all net like the women were never cut from the adaptations. Never. The women were never cut. If <laughs> but anything, the men were <laughs> the women were given more. Yeah. They yep. sometimes because there's a lot of minstrel songs that like yeah. I understand cutting bits of the minstrel yeah. because the minstrel is telling a story. Yeah. They are they are a narrator. Do you need a narrator in the show? Not really. Especially for a TV um, adaptation. Like, I like the yeah. the, the narrative in the stage. Right. Like, but it's, yeah. you can see it when yeah. you're on, on yeah. film and everything. So yeah. it makes sense that that's cut a lot. Yeah. But even then, they can't part with all the songs sometimes. So they give them yeah. to other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's like, they cut in the 64 television, they cut Harry. They cut yep, the... Entirely. Cut, yeah, he, the minstrel was just with Larkin. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Yeah. Just cut him right out. <laughs> yeah. They like combined them... Yeah. Together, but called him the minstrel. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's so, I mean, you're right. They they don't cut any of the women yeah. at all. Whereas you could, whereas you were saying, even with some of the music, they would cut Schroeder's songs. Yep. And stuff, you know, and it's like, they wouldn't do that. Too. In fact, they give them more songs sometimes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's very ahead of its time. And once it again, is. I know I've said this like seven times. I don't know if this was intentional. I don't know how much of this I was intentional. Know. But it was very ahead of its time. It I might think have it's been. still a blast to watch. It's yeah. still so funny. Even it's in its original, the old black and white movies are still mm-hmm. very funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, if like when did Cinderella by Rogers and Hammerstein came out before this, I believe. A fifty seven film. Yeah. So this came this this came out as I assume they were writing this one. So the music yeah, the musical version of uh, the TV one adaptation was 57 so probably a couple years before premiered so richard rogers daughter wrote a princess <laughs> that is winifred when her dad wrote cinderella <laughs> so there has to be so- like she makes fun of cinderella yes. in the musical like there has to be some acceptance and and joke <laughs> oh for sure there, there's for there's no way there's, yeah there has to be some reason and they some didn't like know. choice in that <laughs> yeah it's uh cracks me up i i think it's a great show i think it's super yeah. fun it's a good great. comedy study like it's not great so like funny. in-depth character work but you no, also have no. to be able to do the jokes you know right and even then like i said we it may not be super crazy in-depth character work mm-hmm. but we have talked more about these women yeah <laughs> than we've talked about almost anybody outside of the sound of music yeah this entire season and we haven't yeah. had to 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 do anything like to fill the time yeah. it has been organic and natural and i'm sure yeah. if we kept going yeah. we would find more fun things to be like wait this part of the show yep made this great i mean like we yep. we didn't even really dive into the song where she is talking about her home 
and it's oh initiated God. by her and yeah. a bunch of women. Yeah. Like the girls are all asking. Yep. About it. And also how absurd you have to play off of when she is the physicality you need to be for um, Winifred to be able to do an entire scene when your scene partner is 20 beds below you and in a cage. Yep. And cannot speak mm-hmm. and just tweets at you like a bird. Like yep. she has an entire, they have an entire scene. <laughs> The counting sheep, the like, like that. I, it's a riot. Like, there's, there's so many parts it's so and funny. things to this show that is not only fun for the actors and the actresses, but fun for the costume designer, the set, the props. Mm-hmm. Like, how fun? Because the stakes are so low. Yeah. Like, it's just camp. It can yeah. be as silly and as cheap looking as possible, or yeah. it can be wildly expensive, and it's still yeah. going to be a blast to see. Well, that's why it's so like great to put on because you can literally like any fairy tale costume in storage can be put into the show and it's okay. Yes. Like they don't have to match. They don't have to like no. obviously like <laughs> it was stunning when everyone was in orange and mustard yellow and red, and then you have the queen in green. Like right, that right. was stunning. But like <laughs> but a, a a high school can just put on some old prom dresses and call it a day. And and be done. Like yeah. it's like it's such a fun the the camp and the comedy is purely like the dialogue and the physicality. Mm-hmm. It's not like about the set. Like you still have to find like twenty air mattresses. Like that's still like or like foam pieces. You know, yes. you gotta stack that to up make a it look yeah, big. Yeah. You know, you can we you can fake big, it. <laughs> yeah, ours was not we only had, I think, two actual mattresses. Mm. The rest was a giant platform. Nice. Yep. That we put it on the outside to make it look. So then there was ways that we could stick in yeah. the schmutz on the side. Yeah. But like, I don't know, there's just like so much to do. And when this show is led by so many mm-hmm. very strong and very different women in this time period. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these are all women that we have not seen yet. Whereas if we talk about the previous shows, arguably some of those characters, those actors could play the other characters very easily, could slip into those other roles, and it would be a a pretty simple switch. Whereas how many could go from those true leading lady ingenue roles Mm -hmm. into Cara Burnett's shoes? I would argue not many. I don't know how many of them would be able to do it. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I love Dame Julie Andrews, but I don't think she could be I think as it'd be wacky. Hard. It'd be like she's no. witty, funny. You oh know? yeah. Like, I but... think she'd make a solid Queen Agarin. Oh, she'd be fantastic. I think she'd be great because oh, she could. Yeah. She could. She'd be able to spout that really fast. She'd be able to be really grounded and really strong. Yeah. But yeah, the and she's physical, but yeah, I don't think she can be quite as yeah quite as goofy. She'd be the closest though. I would argue of the group. Yeah. Yeah. I would women. definitely say that. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd love to see her as the queen. Yeah, she'd be fun as yeah. the queen. Yeah, but, we can dream. We yeah, can dream so cast it. Yes. Oh, this show. I really like seeing the diversity in types of women. Yeah. Um, also, the surprise diversity. Yeah, in the show. surprise like, crap, diversity. Why isn't that talked about more. Oh, my gosh, love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, and I can't wait to talk about this in Ashton for hours because yeah. we have so much more to talk about because yeah. there's many we gotta talk characters. about all the guys, all the like. Oh my yeah. gosh, the movie. I well, one of the yeah. movies. This has been a blast. I'm really yeah. glad we did this one. After there it the is. two uh, heavier heavy ones. episodes, it's nice. To, to yeah, to we needed this. something fun and silly that like didn't mean a lot, but yeah, is a blast. Yes. Um, you can find the 2000. 2000- 
five version mm-hmm. on many different sources. You do have to pay yeah. for it, yeah. but you can find it everywhere. You can find the original mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can find yeah. the old ones on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, the 64, which is like Very half, easily. I think it's like half the length of the actual show or like a little little over <laughs> over that. But it's like, they do a really good job. It's a fun, seeing yeah. how Burnett do it, like is it's worth awesome. it. So. It's, yeah, so I highly recommend watching them um suggesting uh any of your local theaters to do it uh it's yeah, just please do it's, love it's do a fun show. time it's a it's a fun time so and there's i i really love the different use of women in this show and the yeah. different type of women and then it really showcases things they, they all have agency and I they all it. have some sort of depth to them they do. none of them learn anything no they don't change they are exactly uh. who they are <laughs> you know which is great too yeah but yeah. no they're they're great. So thank you for coming yeah. along on this wild and wacky fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you in the after hours. Yes. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Next week, we travel back to the late 1920s Hollywood and into a giant cake for Debbie Reynolds' breakout role in Singing in the Rain. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you are listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions and opinions about Once Upon a Mattress or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of exclusive after-hour video podcasts with a new one arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsindialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions.